Hey, you've made it to episode 53 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. It was about 6.30 and I had been up all night sitting in that room. It was getting light outside and the neurologist came in. First doctor I had seen of any import. And he says to me, Mr. Katie, can I talk to you? Well, I had been sitting there next to my son's bed and I had just had a crying spell and I was kind of sitting in that chair sobbing. And I said, Doc, come on in, just don't pay any attention to my tears. Just tell me what I need to know. Just give it to me straight. My son had been in a terrible car accident and was in a coma in the bed next to me. And he said, you know, uh, this isn't good and you need to know that. In fact, if he comes out of this coma and a third of them don't, Um, If he does, it's not a good prognosis. Do you understand that, Mr. Katie? I was like, well, yes, yes. Well, what what do you mean by not a good prognosis? He said, well, you're you're probably going to have to take care of him. He's going to need 24-hour care. And and this could be this could be you've got to you and your wife have to get yourselves ready for this. This could be one of those situations that gains national notoriety because of ethical considerations and whether or not you keep people on support systems and things like that. And my head is spinning. And he's like, Do you understand, Mr. Katie, you've you've got to be ready. This is this is not a two or three week deal. This is we're talking months and it probably isn't going to go well. Do you understand? And I'm like, man, this guy's relentless. I mean, he's I told him to give it to me straight. He gave it to me straight. I said, I said, I do. He said, okay, I, Mr. Katie, I have to go. I will see you later. And he walked out. And I sat there by myself. And in that moment, all these things racing through my mind. Will I ever get my son back the same? He's probably not going to be the same. Okay, Jeff. You got. He told you, get yourself ready. I've got to get myself ready. I've got to face the fact that I'm going to have my son 2.0. It's not going to be the way it was before. He was 21 years old. Fantastic young man. And I sat there and I said, God, uh, uh, and I didn't say it out loud, but in my heart, between me and God in prayer, I just said, uh, whatever you decide to do, um, I am not going to tell you what to do. You know, of course you know what I want, but you've got to do what God does. I don't know what God does in a situation like this. And I sat there and I realized this was a prayer that I've never really had with God. In fact, it wasn't really a prayer. They were thoughts. And I basically tossed prayer and thoughts and theology and desire and wishes and dreams and hopes. I just tossed them all over to God. I said, God, I will take whatever you give me. Whatever you give me. I don't deserve anything. But I'd like my son to be able to receive. I'd like my son to deserve something here. But God... I'll take whatever version of my son you give me. And that's it. And after that, I didn't pray 
for weeks. Because I basically, you know, I told God, and if my mind changes, I'll let him know. But he knows how I feel. He dealt with his son. Now he's dealing with my son. It's whatever. It's whatever, God. Now, you may be thinking, oh, man, Jeff, you're a pastor. You don't sound very holy in that situation. And I think I think I was very holy for myself because I just decided I'm just giving it all to you, God. This is your deal. It is way beyond me. I'm here to take care of my son. That's what I'm going to do. And God, you do what God does. You know, Pastor, happy Monday, happy spiritual focus day. I like to talk about our spiritual lives on Monday. I don't know what you're going through, man. I don't know what you're going through, ma'am. You may be a man or a woman pastor. It doesn't matter to me. You may have a large church, a small church, a multi-site church. You may be bivocational. You might be a church planner. You may be a house a home church, a house church pastor. I don't really care, but there are things in your life that you care about. There are things in your life that you're passionate about. And there's saying prayers for the sake of saying prayers, and then there's prayer. And then there's, God, you know my heart. We have an understanding here, and I trust you. And in those days, I just trusted God. And I, I would. I would, God, whatever you want to give me, I'll take. Whatever you give me, I'll take. And I praise God that he allowed my son to have a complete and full recovery. So so well that uh, one of the neurologists told me uh, maybe eight to nine weeks later, he said, well, Jeff, all I can say to you is that this is a best-case scenario bordering on the miraculous. And I thought, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't deserve anything, but I'll take that for my son. Thanks, God. Thanks. And in those days, I learned about prayer, and I learned that prayer was not a bunch of words. Prayer was an understanding. Prayer was a communication. Prayer was a relationship. And for the first time, I understood, maybe I understood, maybe what Paul meant when he said, pray without ceasing. I never cease to have this understanding with God. I never cease to adopt a posture toward God that basically said, God, you do what God does. I'll do it. I'll do what this human dad does. God, you take care of the stuff that you take care of because I can't do it. It's none of my business, but I'll take whatever you deliver. So again, Pastor, I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know what kinds of things you're facing, what kinds of challenges, what kinds of of scary, horrible mountains are in front of you, if any, or what kind of dreams and goals you have for the future. Get to the place, and sometimes, I don't know, maybe you've got to hit one of those life events where you, when you get to the place where prayer isn't about saying words. Prayer is about an understanding, and it's about a relationship. Those are some thoughts on spiritual life that I have for you this morning, Pastor. I appreciate what you do. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for loving God's people. And I pray that this week you have a fantastic week of ministry. There goes my phone. I've got to get it. 
and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.